So you've probably heard um, this phrase, outreach, um, thrown out a lot. And so to me, um, simply defined outreach is a time to intentionally share your faith with others in hopes to tell them about the hope of Jesus um, in spiritual conversations. And so this year has been really awesome. As a CFTS school, we've been we committed to learning more about this. And so not only within our, our families, our classmates, our coworkers, our friends, um, but also to strangers. We've been stretched to share two hours every week um, with others and in this thing called outreach. And so before, I really didn't like the idea of, outre- of outreach. It wasn't a thing that my church um, did a lot at home. And so um, I didn't really think it was worth my time, and I thought it was kind of awkward. And I, yeah. So before CFTS, I had kind of experienced it a little bit, and um, I was really fearful of sharing with other people. It was something that I kind of did on my own because I didn't want to, you know, say the wrong thing, not have the answer to a question. And so I think in CFTS particularly, I've learned the value of sharing in groups of two just as as Jesus sent people out. And so I've learned from Gigi the value of knowing scripture. Um, I've learned from Amanda the value of listening really well. Um, I've learned from Amy to really rely on the spirit as you're sharing. Um, And so this year there have been millions, not millions, Many testimonies, <laughs> hopefully millions, um, as we make disciples. Yeah. Um, there have been a lot of testimonies from people giving their lives to Jesus, to people being healed, to people um, just really intentionally asking about their faith. And so I was like, what do I even share about outreach this year? Um, but I want to share a little story about um, sharing with, non- or sharing with um, strangers. And so Friday afternoons, we've, um, a group of CFTS students have gone to BC campus um, just to pray for people and to bless them. And I invited some college students along one time, just because. And um, so there's this one freshman girl. She had never done outreach before, and I was partnered with her. And she, um, the whole hour and a half that we were praying for people, all she said was, oh, yeah, I'm from Chicago, too. That's it for the entire hour and a half. And I was like, I'm not modeling this well. I don't know. I should have like, asked her more questions before. And so the whole time I was just doubting it. Like, oh, this is not worth it. She's going to hate the idea of outreach forever. Um, but to my surprise at the end, she said, wow, Casey, like, this is not as scary as it seems. Like, I can, I can do this wherever, like on campus. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Casey. Like, this is the heart of it. Like, she, she recognized the value of Um, sharing her faith with others. And so to me, that's exciting. It's exciting to know that other people are catching the vision of um, advancing God's kingdom forward. Um, And so it was really really exciting, and it's really been a fun time in CFTS to have the opportunity. And I don't feel like it all the time. I don't feel like sharing every week for two hours, but um, it's been challenging, and it's been encouraging. And I'm like, yes, it's all about advancing God's kingdom forward. And kind of what we want to do right now, a few of the current testimonies of what, what, peop, what are, things have been going on in people's hearts this year, and then share a little bit about where we're going in the future as a training school. So I asked Jeff, who is our lead pastor here, Jeff Bianchi, to come up and share about the history. Many of us, you, you might not know that Jeff has been involved in the training school or a training school for the past for 17 years, I think it was. So I think of everybody in all the church plants all around America, Jeff's probably been involved in training schools the most, so he's got a lot to share about our history. So, Jeff, come up and give us just a, a short history of, of the training school, a short history of the training school. You notice he said short, and he's concerned. Give a preacher the mic and talk about history. Wow, that's scary. 
Good to see you all today. Uh, I, just, I am personally very encouraged and excited about the training school. Uh, I first got involved in the discipleship training school, which we call Community of Faith Training School, uh, in 1990, before some of you folk were even alive. And uh, I was uh, there in Waco, Texas, and um, God had called me. I was a student. Uh, I had just graduated from Texas A&M, and God had called me. I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew I wanted Jesus. I wanted more of Jesus, and I wanted more of his purposes. And so uh, I got involved in the training school, and uh, it was a pretty intensive school there in Texas. I started in January of 1990. Anyway, this school started in 1987, and the, the mission of that and desire of that the school has always been to train and to send people from the local church to fulfill the Great Commission, to do what Jesus told us to do, not to farm out, so to speak, all of our people to other organizations, but to say we are a people committed to, to uh, training our people and sending them to go do great things in God. So out of the uh, training school and these church planning ventures, so it's been going on 87 now, would that be 28 years now? Uh, out of that, uh, the Antioch Ministries International, which we are a regional hub of, has grown to be uh, um, over 30 churches planted in the United States and uh, 80 uh, or so locations throughout the world. I mean, it is exciting to see what God's done. My first overseas mission trip with the training schools in 1990 as well, and I went to Thailand, and uh, the uh, food there was uh, quite incredibly hot, just as hot as the climate. But it was there that God broke me out of my myopic, of my small view of the world. I'd never viewed the world again the same going out into, um, into the nations. And God got a hold of me. The next year, 1991, uh, I went uh, to uh, Eastern Europe. Anybody out there been to Eastern Europe? All over? Man, Audrey was on that trip. Went out to Eastern Europe. And we went all the way throughout uh, Eastern Europe in 1991, right after the wall of communism had fallen. There was an incredible hunger, an incredible thirst. And we, I mean, we would be out on the streets preaching the gospel to, and to no end. I mean, these people would be standing there. The crowds would press up against us and they would want more and more of Jesus. We would ask people to place their hands on a place in their body that they needed healing and testimony after testimony, hundreds and hundreds of healings happened all the time. We saw the miraculous power of God. Uh, if there's only a hunger and thirst in people's hearts, they, God will truly fill it, and he did there. And that's what gave us a taste for the fact that Jesus is real in the nations. It what, it's what gave me that taste. The next year, in 1992, we uh, began going to Siberia. Anybody, less people have been to Siberia. How many of you out there have been to Siberia? Yeah, about three. Uh, anyway, we went to Ulan-Uday and Irkutsk. Those are the first two churches uh, that were started. We got into this thing called church planting. We wanted to say God established new works, uh, new churches where people have never heard the gospel. I mean, we went overseas. We would preach. We'd, sometimes you'd be on an airplane in Russia. We would be there quite often, and you would hand out Jesus booklets to the entire plane. We're talking 727, right? That big. We'd just go up and down the aisles, and you know where I don't, uh, where that would be refused in some situations at some times. The entire plane, you'd look back, and the entire plane would be looking down, reading the gospel of Jesus Christ, falling in love with Jesus. I mean, it was unbelievable. God's healing power, and we saw a couple of churches established there. Um, both of these churches, by the way, are over 20 years old. 
They're over 20 years old. They've been run. Uh, they've been uh, uh, overseen by Russians for almost, if not more than 20 years. And I want to tell one testimony from the church that was planted that we've our first, uh, our second church in Irkutsk that was planted with our overall movement is that um, this church was established. It was a very hard place. Uh, it was known to be one of the hardest places in Russia at that time to see the gospel take root, the good news of Jesus. And we preached and we prayed and we baptized the first 27 people in the church and we, we, we fed them spiritually with everything we had. And then after we left and turned it over to the, to the Russians, they had a heart because uh, Irkutsk is one of the largest populations of drug addiction uh, in the entirety of, uh, of the entire Federation of Russia. And they had a heart for starting a, a drug rehabilitation center. So they started a center out in the woods, drug rehab, and uh, began preaching the good news of Jesus, sharing, praying with people to get out of drugs. And um, this was a number of years ago but um, that this testimony was shared. But as of a number of years ago, there were over 12 cases of HIV completely healed by Jesus because of his grace. That's what we're a part of, something greater in the nations than what we could see. Uh, over the years, I've been to 40 countries. I've been all over the place. You see me here, I seem pretty, uh, uh, pretty uh, uh, located on site here these days, but throughout the years, I've traveled to 40 countries seeing what Jesus has done in the nations. And the, the, this Bible that you read begins to make sense when you get out there among the people who have never heard about Jesus and you start doing what Jesus told us to do. I'll be quicker, Phil. We started this church in 1998. It was actually the first church of the overall Antioch movement started in 1998. And uh, it was uh, really interesting uh, seeing it get started. It took a lot of uh, energy and prayer and humility. But once this got started, a, a year or two later, we started. We said, we want to train and send people from the local church. We may not be a big church. Uh, at that time, we were quite quite small, but we want to begin training people to love Jesus with all their hearts and to go to the nations and take the good news that Jesus commanded us uh, to take. And uh, so we began in 1998. We took our first trip uh, with our overseas trip. I know Sandra Sermley was on that trip to Belfast, Northern Ireland. We went to, we've been to countless numbers of countries, Turkey, uh, to um, uh, Lebanon, Morocco, Indonesia, all over the place we've gone. And we've been committed since the beginning of this church uh, to see God's kingdom come and will be done. CFCF, our heart and desire in this whole training school that's going to be talked about and is today, we're not just wanting to be a church with missionaries. Somebody who comes back and shows a little slideshow every now and then and you pat them on the back for doing a good job. They're doing the work and we just... We're patting them on the back. But we, we want to be a church with a mission. Every single person in this church involved in praying, giving, and going for the glory of Jesus. And out of what was started here, this is a regional hub for Antioch. In this city of Boston, at CSCF, we've seen four churches planted in the United States and several works around the world, and we're just getting started. And it's exciting uh, to be a part of what God's doing. You know, I want to reinforce to us again today that we're a part of something uh, that is, is worldwide in, in, in reach. We're a part of the overall body of Christ. But as a movement, as Antioch, we are accomplishing the Great Commission, the good news, taking the good news of Jesus' salvation to the nations with friends. Friends like Dana and Heather Mercer. I'm sorry, Dana, Dana and Heather 
who uh, in 2001 uh, were imprisoned for 104 days in Afghanistan and got delivered. These are friends of ours that as they were delivered, so many in Afghanistan got delivered and the gospel of Jesus reached that place. We are a part of a family who saw... Uh, the uh, a village called Restoration Village totally rebuilt and a church established in Sri Lanka right after the uh, tsunami in 2005. We're part of a family of a team who helped to restore uh, a village and, and see uh, training and teaching and, and comfort of Jesus come in, in Haiti over the last few years after an earthquake. The one thing that I'll close here with is this. If we lose track of the mission that God gave us to do, then we begin getting totally inward focused and concerned about the things that aren't so uh, important after all. You know, that's when the fighting, when fighting amongst us is greater, when, when bitterness rules, when all of these things is because we failed to see the king and to see the king's purposes. And so as, as this group is sharing today, I want us to be excited and get involved in everybody being involved in praying and giving and going because we are called to be a church, not only with missionaries, but an entire church, every one of us involved with a mission. Let's reconnect with God's vision today for his purposes in the nations. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. As one, as we stepped into the role this year, there's one uh, kind of piece of advice for me. He's like, just grab a guitar and start worshiping until all the strings break. That's how you do training school. And I was like, all right, let's go. Hey, we have a couple testimonies. I want Jason Torrance to come on up. Uh, this, Jason's one of our students this year. He's going to just share a little bit about kind of some of the ways the Lord's been working in his heart this year. Thank you, Jason. Hi, every guy. Every guy. And every girl. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I, my name is Jason Torrance. I go to the river. Um, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's the sister church that was planted from this church over in Waltham. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the training school, my experience in the training school, and why I did it in the first place. Um, I, when we first started coming to the river about three years ago, I would keep hearing about this training school, and you know, it sounded good and everything, and, but it kinda, it was, I kind of was not sure what the training school was and what it was going to do. People would get hyped up and say, oh, the training school is great, you should do it. But I wouldn't really know like, what was going to happen in it. Um, and I went to uh, college in Ohio, and uh, I was involved with a really good Christian organization there. And in that organization, I had a lot of really good teaching, really intense, intentional discipleship, lots of trainings and things like that. And so my understanding of the training school was something about Jesus and excitement, there's teaching, and there's a missions trip at the end. And I'm like, oh, I love missions trips. That's cool, you know, that's great. But do I really want to give a year of my life, pay all this money for teachings that I might have already heard before? I probably have already heard and, you know, maybe felt like I had a good handle on, you know. I was not, I did not feel like I was weakening in my faith in the sense, you know, like I was reading the Bible, I was praying, I was really feeling like I was connecting to God. Um, but then as I was praying about it and as it kind of kept coming up more and more from people, yes, I had a good relationship with God. Yes, I've had teachings, but there's always, you can always go deeper. There's no way anyone here, I'm just going to make a bold statement, no one here is done growing, you know? And uh, the truth of the matter is, is that if nothing else, 
when you give to God, he gives back. He like keeps it on. So if you give God a year, he's going to heap on blessings. If you give God, you know, an hour, he's going to put blessings into that hour or blessings into your life. And more than just for here, those are eternal. We, you reap up eternal rewards. So if nothing else, there's that. There's more God is always, more God is always good, right? Um, so the more I prayed about it, I was kind of like, ah, but I don't want to give, you know, spend all that money and time, but more God is always good. Maybe I should do it. Um, and then I was also talking to a friend who was also processing whether or not she should do the training school. And she made this statement that as she was processing and as God was really like pulling her heart to it, that's Amanda over there. She said, um, I want to be where the hungry people are. You know, she had done the training school, like, back when it was two years. She did the first year of it, and she was like, ah, do I need to finish it out? I don't know. But then she had such a great experience. She was like, I want to be where the hungry people are. And that stirred up in my heart. I'm like, yeah, because I'm hungry, but I can always be hungrier. You know, like, I am, I am experiencing God, but I can always get more. And um, so I went to the training school. I'm in it right now, and it's been awesome. It's, like I expected, it, it has been a lot of work. It was a, you know, decent amount of money, um, but God has just been, God has been heaping on the blessings. Even when we would have weeks where I was tired and drained and I would have like a class and this and another class and this and, you know, we were putting on programs and stuff. Like I was physically exhausted, but spiritually encouraged, spiritually invigorated. Um, and then I, disclaimer, I am not an athletic person. I don't work out. But... But in my mind, I've connected CF, so I've never tried this before, so I don't know if this is actually an accurate analogy, but in my mind, the training school is kind of like CrossFit. Because my understanding of CrossFit, I don't know if this is true, so correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding of CrossFit is that it's a group of people who are all like super pumped up about being healthy. And they get together, and they get intense, and they eat well, and they work out hard, and they sweat a lot. And then when someone's like, oh, I don't feel like going today, they have a whole community of people who are like, this is what we're doing, let's go! <laughs> and it helps, you know? Like, when I, the reason why I don't work out is because I don't have friends who are like, let's go to the gym. You know, I, I think to myself, I should go to the gym. And then I think to myself, eh, I don't feel like it, and then I'm done. <laughs> um, and so... Being in the community of like CFTS has been awesome because everyone there, maybe at different experiences, maybe different parts of their walk with God, but everyone there has decided, I want to give this time to God. I want to go hard for God and I want to learn more about God. So if nothing else, even without that, giving to God, you're always going to get back. It's awesome. But with that, in that community, like I remember the first retreat, we were you know, have, sharing testimonies, sharing life, having fun, just experiencing stuff. And I was like, man, this is what church is like. This is, everyone needs to experience this. This is amazing. It was like blowing my mind. Um, so I also understand, though, that God does not call us all to walk the same paths. There may be other blessings that God, you know, other ways that God wants to get you into that intense community and that intense fellowship with him. But I feel like if you have not prayed about it, talked with God about it, and he has not told you, absolutely no, don't go to the training school, <laughs> then you should probably think about and pray about going to the training school because it's been amazing. So. Thank you, Jason. That's a great word. I want to invite up Courtney Cooper. She's a wonderful woman of God. 
Many of you guys know her. She's a servant. She's a lovely woman. She's had an awesome testimony for us about what God's done in her heart this year. Yeah, I'm Courtney. I go to church here. Um, this is really the last place I want to be standing up here talking in front of people. But God's funny, and sometimes he calls us to hard and uncomfortable things. And if I'm standing up here being honest, um, training school has been at times hard and uncomfortable. And I actually almost quit halfway through. <laughs> um, you know, when you're spending a lot of intentional time with a small group of people, and really focused on prayer and worship and teaching, God's going to bring things up. It's just how it happens. Um, and during this time, I had something um, happen that kind of just completely broke me. And God was really asking me during this time to like really bring me to the root of what the situation had caused. And um, during that time, it just felt really overwhelming. And so I was asking God, like, God, why, why should I be in this school? Um, I'm not a person that you look at and you're like, yeah, that's a leader. She's a leader. Or like someone you see up front, like leading the charge. Um, and God's like, yeah, you're not. But what you are, what I've called you to, is to be somebody that loves and encourages and supports those leaders and my people. So he really... Um, kind of just said, there's still value and purpose for you in the school. It's not just for those people. It's just as important for the people who are there to support um, those leaders. And so God was really kind of just speaking to me like, if you press into this situation, into this community, and really be vulnerable and open up to them and let them into like what you're walking through, like there's going to be freedom for you. Um, so I kind of reluctantly said, okay, God, yes, I will, I will continue. And um, me standing up here and talking to you in the last few months of this school has really just been a testament to God's faithfulness when you say yes to him, even in hard places. Um, so I guess I just wanted to stand up here and encourage you um, that, you know, even if you don't feel like a leader, like, this school is still for you. Um, if you want to find complete freedom and like deliverance from past pains and, and scars, this school is for you. So, you know, if you haven't thought about it, I just encourage you to pray like there is value and purpose for everyone in this school, no matter where you're at in your walk with God. So. Thank you, Courtney Cooper. That was awesome. Finally, we have Whitney Nasland. It's got a word for us. All right, so, yep, Whitney Nasland doing the training school this year. Um, I also didn't really know what to expect with the training school. I kind of thought, you know, like Jason was saying, you're going to read the Bible, you're going to read books, you're going to hang out with people. I love hanging out with people. I might as well just be around people all the time. Um, <clears throat> and I knew what school was, so you're just going to study a lot and learn more about things that you don't know. Um, but what I didn't realize is that when you set aside a time for God to work, he's going to work. And he showed up um, like crazy this year and asked any one of us um, 
the different stories that you'll hear of how he met each one of us and where he took us throughout this year has been amazing. Um, we serve a God who moves mountains. And he moved a mountain in my life, many mountains in my life, um, and in each one of our lives this year. Um, one of the things he really taught me this year is how to choose joy. And at first, I didn't really know what that meant, you know, choosing joy. What does that mean, you know? Um, similar story to Courtney's. I just, I was going through a hard time, you know. For my life, I, I had a lot of burdens. I had a lot of um, things that God brought up, um, things that he wanted me to overcome. And he wanted me to overcome them in community and with him. Um, and I probably wouldn't have been able to do it without, you know, being surrounded by you know, these people and being able to walk through um, everything with them. Um, but when he called me to choose joy, I didn't know what that meant. To me, joy meant happiness. You know, it meant this emotional jump around, be happy all the time, and I just couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. You know, I could not be happy with the things that I was going through. Um, so I, I didn't really know what that meant, but he, he changed my perspective. He said, joy doesn't equal happiness, it equals hope. And you don't have to be happy all the time, but this hope that you have, um, it's in me, and it's in how good I am, and um, let me take you on a journey of what that means for you, and so, you know, when I started opening up my heart to what hope meant, um, he started speaking identity. He started speaking in to my life of, you're a child of God, and I love you dearly, and you're valued, and you're worth it, um, and I, I grappled with that because, you know, God, I look at the things I've been doing, you know, look at the thing, like where I've come, um, you know, the things I still do, like how could you love me, you know, like how could you say that you value me, um, and he said, it's not, you know, it's not, you, you don't see what I see, you know, like I love you, and he spoke grace to an individual who didn't deserve it, and when you receive grace when you don't deserve it, it changes you and it changed me, um, and so I started to see things the way God saw things, and I started realizing what that hope was, that hope in the salvation that he brings, that hope in that forgiveness, that hope in a good God who has good things for me, um, and that's where my joy came from, so it wasn't about this happy feeling all the time, it was that deep-rooted joy that only God can bring, um, and that's, I mean, that's just one thing that I learned this year, and I I honestly, I don't think I could have done it without this group of people. I know I couldn't have done it without this group of people because um, I was just, Hannah just told me, she goes, do you remember the bracelet I made you at the beginning of the year? This one right here. She's like, do you remember the clasp that was on it? And it was joy. And she said, you know, at the beginning of the year, she had a word for me and was like, this year is going to be a year of joy for you. And... There's been other people that have spoken over joy. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, obviously, like I said, I, don't, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, no way this year is about joy. Are you joking, you know? But now looking back, it's like, yes, like God spoke joy into my life. And now I know what that means. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without people praying for me and speaking into my life and, you know, going deep with a community of people um, and just being vulnerable and intimate and just, yeah, just setting aside that time for the Lord to work. So that's just my experience. Amen. Thanks, Whit. Hey, so this year we've had, uh, we have 14 students, 
six from the river, eight from CFCF, and it's been, as you heard from these guys, phenomenal year. And we're, we're praying and, and getting ready for next year. And kind of one of our, our numbers that we put in our head is we, we want to see 15 to 17 students in the school next year. That's really what we're hoping for. And so if you have not done the training school yet, if you are, are thinking about it, if, you, if this is something that you feel like, hey, this could be something for me this next year, we want to talk to you. And so next week after the service, there's going to be an interest meeting, or you can just come up and talk to either Leslie or I personally. We have two students already signed up. Uh, Leslie and I have twins on the way, little, twin little girls. So, that, that, Well, actually, us as parents, we're going to be trained in how to be parents, I guess, this next year. But no, we, we are uh, opening up the uh, May 18th is the deadline for the applications. Um, and we, we just want to talk to you guys if that's something that you're thinking about. So, hey, we've heard about the inner transformation. The other, the other part of uh, what we do in the school is the Great Commission mindset. So uh, Jeff was talking about these overseas trips. And, and one thing that we're going to do today is today is a cake auction day. Okay, So we're going to, uh, the cake auction has been something that we've done the past years where we ask you as a church to get behind us as a training school to kind of send us out. So this summer, we are going to North Africa to join the Luxes. John and Lila Lux are there, and they've been there for the past six to seven years on a long-term team. We're going to be going for, to them for two weeks and sharing the gospel, talking with people in their city, and hopefully connecting people who are interested in the gospel with the Luxes. So that's, that's the heart of what we're doing. And, and you guys have an opportunity to get behind us and send us out. And I, I just, one thing I've been thinking about as I've thought about us as a uh, with the Great Commission mindset, I'm like, I'm in a church that has a Great Commission mindset. Like the CSCF, you guys are a church. We are a church. We are a body of believers who believes in the Great Commission. I've only been here for a year so far, and since the beginning I got here, we, we are a church that sends people out. Um, my wife Leslie, she went to Indonesia for three years. You guys sent her out well, and you've received her back well. As I look at the history of CFCF, I think we've had about 20 people who've gone for a year or more overseas. I think we've had about 15 people go to a stateside church plant over the past, you know, since the beginning of CSF. That is amazing, guys. That's like two to three people a year that you guys get behind in prayer and financial support and send them out. So I just want to, the one word I want to, I want to share with you guys is just an encouragement to say, you guys are a church that believes in the Great Commission and you're doing it. You're living it out by the way you send us out and the way you interact and in, in are changing Brighton and Boston and America. So anyway, that's my encouragement for us. But today's the cake auction. I'm going to invite Sandra Sermily up. She's going to be our auctioneer. And I'm just going to give a few, uh, few tips. All right, so I think the children are, gonna, are, just, are going to start uh, shipping down to us. Can't wait for those kiddos to get in here. But parents, just be on the lookout for your kids as they come in. We have about probably 20, 30 minutes where we're going to have a cake auction. So probably till late in the morning last night, all of us as training schools, we've students, we've been baking cakes. And we are, it's a, we're going to be auctioning them off to raise support and money for our trip. We need about $7,000. All right, that's, that's kind of the number we've been sending out letters. We've done other fundraisers. We're at about a $7,000 need. So I'm really praying and hoping that today's the, the day that we just get over that need and we you guys can send us out okay so cake auctions are gonna be going on sandra's gonna be doing the auctioneering in the back are some silent auction things so go go look at those and you can put your name down for the silent auction bids my father 
uh, in the back. Dad, if you want to wave real quick. My dad and my mother are visiting today. My dad's a, a woodworker, and he has made a bunch of cool crosses and boxes. So those are in the back, and all proceeds are going to be going towards our trip. So we have a lot of people here to support us and send us out. So I'm going to pass it on to Sandra, and we're going to begin the cake auction. All right. You guys ready for some excitement? So, yes, um, Phil did a great good job to give some details, but I just wanted to start us off um, in prayer. You know, this is um, not just a chance for us to just try to get money from you guys, but also for you guys to get behind this group in prayer and in what they're doing. So-